It's been a little while since I recorded, and today's talk is probably not going to be that long. I'll just go ahead and ask you to forgive me if I cough. Like most of the people in the world right now, my house too has been battling sickness. But I couldn't go any longer without sharing something with you. I watched a movie the other day about these soldiers. And I had to share my thoughts with you on it. The movie opens up and you can see this helicopter coming in and there are soldiers getting off the helicopter and the only thing you see are their feet. Their boots hit the ground and they start running. And the next thing you know, it pans over to uh, the enemy's territory and they say, hey, they're bringing in helicopter troops. And it reminded me of David when he was about to go into battle. And he said, Lord, how do I know when to advance? How how do I know when to make my move? And the Lord says to David, when you hear the sound above you in the mulberry trees of my troops, that's when you know. When my angels have arrived to help fight this battle for you, that's when you know. And I'll tell you to move forward at that time. You know the rest of the story. Next thing you know, it pans over to our side. There's a a group of young men, and they're very young. And they get on the radio with with the man in charge, and they say, we're cut off. We're, We're surrounded, and we can't get to where we're going. We can't even do anything because the enemy is literally everywhere. And the next thing you know, it goes back over to the enemy's side. And this man goes to his man in charge and he says, hey, they're using artillery as a shield. It's accurate and it's continuous. And it reminded me of praise and prayer. How the Bible says that the prayers of the righteous man availeth much. But the words that this soldier used was, it's accurate and continuous. And I started to think about that about how when our prayer is continuous, our praise is always accurate. And, and that might not make a lot of sense to you, but let me put it to you this way. We love to give praise when things are going great. Oh, I just got a check in the mail for $5,000. My life is just great. Bless the Lord. But we've got all kinds of praise to say when something like that happens. But how about when the checking account is uh, negative? Or how about when bills are due and you don't have the money to pay them? We don't, we don't love to give praise so often then, but I'm reminded that the Bible says in Philippians 4 and 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So when our prayer life is where it should be and we're praying continuously, our praise is always going to be accurate because it's all right there together. We're giving praise to God and thanksgiving to God, which how appropriate thanksgiving is tomorrow. (coughs) We begin to give thanksgiving to him and praise to him for the things to come because we know that he'll meet all of our need. That's what the Bible says. At this point, it pans right back over to the enemy's side and the man in charge gets very angry and he says, we must overrun them now when they're at their weakest. 
attack here and here and here. And he points out all the different directions and he basically says, come at them from every side. And then he says these words and these words stung me. He says, overwhelm them in their landing zones. And by doing so, we have choked out their route of supply and escape. Overwhelm them. I have been so overwhelmed this last couple of weeks that I didn't know really which end was up. My mom used to tell me when I was a kid, Carrie, your greatest gift is often used by the enemy if you're not careful. I didn't really understand that way back when. But let's think about it for a second. Some people are very stubborn. I'm not afraid to tell you that there's been a few times in my life that I've been known to be stubborn. And for a few of you that know me well that might hear this podcast, you're probably laughing. But stubbornness can be a great asset to any Christian. But it can also be a sin. Stubbornness in itself is like the sin of witchcraft is what the Bible says. But that stubbornness, if you use it right, but you know how to plant your feet on the rock and not move. Like a tree planted by the water, I shall not be moved. Remember that old song? It's also a scripture if you didn't know. But sometimes people allow stubbornness to choke their relationships because they allow that stubbornness to become pride And they will not relent. They will not dare look at this situation from someone else's perspective because they're stubborn. They have to make a point. Thus leading the enemy to have the advantage over you because of your own stubbornness. Or how about the analytical mind? One of of the greatest parts of intelligence you can possess to be able to think of things critically and, and analyze them for what they really are. Somebody with that kind of mind can be used greatly in the kingdom of God because you're able to see things for what they really are. And you know the difference between what is coming from a person and what is coming from a spirit and what, what is being fueled by the fire of the enemy and what is, you're able to decipher things. But you also sometimes allow the enemy to use that against you because you become so analytical that he starts sending you lies. Oh, they only did that because they want to take advantage of you. Oh, those, oh, they don't really love you. They don't really care about you. And he'll start feeding you those things to where you become so withdrawn from people. You don't trust anybody. You have to overanalyze every little thing and therefore you miss out on some of the greatest treasures around you because you will not stop overanalyzing and overthinking every little detail and you get ahead of God by doing so. I know what I'm talking about. Or how about people who are sensitive? I feel like sometimes I'm surrounded by people who are sensitive, but let me tell you that can be used as one of the greatest gifts in the kingdom. And we are quick to say, man, I don't want to be around them. They're just overly sensitive. They... They take everything to heart. Well, listen, the people who are overly sensitive in this world, that is such a beautiful gift because it makes you sensitive to the spirit of God. It makes you sensitive to the needs of those of people around you. But if the enemy gets a hold of that, it makes you selfish. You're so sensitive that you become so self-centered. Well, look what this did to me. 
Look what this did to my family. Look what this did to my situation. It's all about you. Everything's about you. And because of that, you miss out on the greatest blessings because that selfishness, that pride, that overthinking, all of those things will choke the life out of every relationship around you. So that's exactly what this enemy was trying to do. He was coming at them where their greatest weak, where their greatest strength was, and that was their landing zone because that's where they were getting all their ammunition. So that's exactly where the enemy attacks. He attacks on your greatest gift, your greatest asset. The thing that God has given me in this world is a voice. He's given me a voice to sing. He's given me the, I don't have inhibitions about speaking to people. So of course the enemy wants to attack it. He wants to keep it from happening. He doesn't want us ever to operate where we're gifted. So I'm telling you, if you're being battled somewhere over and over and over again, chances are the enemy's trying to shut that down for a reason. So these soldiers had to become creative in the movie. And one of the men on the ground decided to become the leader, which he already was the leader, but I guess he really had to live up to his name. And he says to the boys who are trapped, he calls to them and he says, listen, can you just hold off the enemy? Can you just hold them at bay? And the guys are like, well, that's all we're going to be able to do. We can't overtake them. They're too strong for us. And he says, just hold them off. The reason was because he was going to create a new landing zone. He had enough of it. He thought, okay, fine. Let the enemy go ahead and come in where he will. I'm just going to outsmart him. I'm going to create a new landing zone. So he starts telling his men, rope off all these trees, tie them up with dynamite. We're going we're gonna to explode the forest. We're going to just create a new landing zone. And by doing so, we're creating a perimeter around us with those fallen trees that keep us safe. So what was he doing? He was increasing his accuracy and he was increasing the amount of protection he had around him. How do you do that? Well, you start increasing your amount of prayer and by doing so in thanksgiving and with supplication, you start increasing your praise. It reminded me of Nehemiah 4 and 17 where the Bible says those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with one hand they held a weapon. They fought and they built. And when they were building with the left hand, they were fighting with the right hand. There was no time to lay down. So here you are in the midst of turmoil and you feel stuck. You feel like you're being assaulted on all sides. Man, nothing ever goes right, no matter what. Can I just tell you, stop looking at you. I know that stings. I know it does. But don't look at you. Start looking to the hills where your help comes from. And this is what I know. If you feel like you're stuck, if you feel like you don't have an answer, it's never been finished. I'm, I'm always stuck in the middle of being incomplete. Well, I've got good news for you. The Bible says that he is the author and the finisher of your faith. So if you feel like your promise is delayed, if you feel like you're undone, well, baby, hang on. Because we know that he completes what he starts. 
That's his word. And he has not forgotten you. I don't know where you are today. You could be here in the United States. You could be in another country. You could be on another continent. But it is no coincidence that you are listening to my voice. And I am telling you, no matter what, hang on. I know where you are. I know how you feel. I know because I've been there. Listen, I've been there in the last couple of weeks. I'm coughing like crazy in this podcast. I'm never going to be rich and famous for my words. And that's not what I'm after. Not what, not any, any way at all. I'm just here for you because I've got good news and I refuse to keep it quiet. Even though the enemy would love to drown out my voice with hardship and overwhelming my landing zone, that's okay. I've decided I'm going to join Nehemiah and I'll just build another one. So whatever you have to do, whatever you have to do, cut off the enemy Shut it off. Wherever that negativity is coming from, shut it off. And start building. You build with one hand. You fight with the other. And when you think you're tired and you want to lay down, do not quit. Do not quit. Because I promise you, you're going to make it. As always, if you want to contact me, you can do so. Carrie Fox Studios at gmail.com. Send me an email. Talk to me. Tell me your story. But no matter what, don't quit. <laughs>